want the money. I want the title. And I can get it because I'm already doing the work. You've thought it. Now it's time to actually believe it. You're listening to Her Next Career Move, the safe space where you'll learn how to stop your mind from career blocking you so you can claim the wealth and work you deserve. I'm Dr. Jasmine Escalera, a career-minded Latina turned Forbes featured coach, and I'm ready to have some candid conversations about how you can build the confidence to step into the career you know you deserve. All right, now let's get going. Welcome, welcome everyone to a new episode of Her Next Career Move. I am beyond excited about this episode because it is so deeply connected to not just my heart, but it's also connected to the journey that I started as a business owner. I have Cecilia Hernandez, who was one of the first coaching clients I had here with us to talk about her amazing journey going from a job where she felt burnt out to landing another job within a week of starting to apply to becoming a six-figure earner to then saying, deuces, I'm out and starting her business, Actualize. Cecilia, welcome, welcome, welcome. Jasmine, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Oh, I am so excited to have you here, Cecilia. I I can't even express it. And I have to tell you that you did your first self-care financial Sunday yesterday for your growing community for a business you just started like a month ago. And you had so many people on this call and I got to witness your greatness And I got to witness what is the most powerful thing I've seen, which is community around money, because we have so much money trauma and drama, we don't want to talk about it. But you somehow created a space where there was a room full of people of color talking about money trauma, like it was nothing. And so I am so proud of you. You have to tell us all about Actualize, why you started it. And I'd love to hear how you feel after having completed your first financial self-care Sunday. Thank you so much for attending the workshop and just being there and being present with me while we were all being vulnerable. I started Actualize, and it's a financial planning firm that focuses on financial wellness. And I started it based on my own experiences. So you're talking about the Financial Self Care Sunday. Like, I started the event with me being vulnerable and talking about my own financial experiences and how I got to where I am today. So, if you would have asked me in college or any other point in my life, if I would have ever started a financial wellness planning firm, I would have been like, What? (laughs) What are you talking about? I don't know what you are saying, but that's exactly what I did. I'm honestly like still processing the event and how great it was yesterday and how everyone was so willing to talk about this topic. Because when I first graduated college, I felt so alone talking about money and my struggles. And even before that, growing up being ashamed of how I grew up with not a lot um, and feeling like 
had to hide and lie about things and money. And then we got into a room and we were all talking about something that was very important to all of us, but we don't necessarily give ourselves the space to talk about. Absolutely. And, you know, I was thinking about my own personal money journey and God, you know, I know you're going to resonate with this. I grew up poor and anytime I have money now, I try to become the rich bitch, you know, where I, where I try to, I almost kind of try to take away that feeling of what it felt like being a little girl, not feeling like you had basic necessities sometimes. So it's interesting how I got to listen to other people's stories in your community and it really resonated with me and my story. And so I'm curious, what are some of these stories that you have that actually inspired you to create Actualize? Were there particular things that happened in your life or particular things in your journey where you were really like, not only do I need to empower myself around my money, but I feel like I need to inspire other people to think about it too? Ooh, that's a deep question. And if I just start from the beginning, I just remember my dad passing away when I was like in fifth grade before that summer and he died because of his addiction. And that was the first realization that wait, we don't got it. Like we are really struggling. Like how are we going to get through this chapter of our lives without the main breadwinner in our home? So that was definitely one of the first moments in my life where I got to see the impact of money and how I was going to be relating to it throughout my life. But I didn't think much about it then. Honestly, I was just trying to survive along with my family of just getting the basic necessities and trying to not even heal from such a traumatic experience of losing my dad at such a young age. It was just more of like, this happened, let's forget about it. Let's not talk about it anymore. And let's just keep going. So that was that first step. And then when I got into high school, that's when I started to see the impact of my mom's health not being so great because she was constantly working and we weren't making ends meet. So that's when we started facing eviction after eviction. And like, I'm in high school. I want to enjoy my high school time with my friends, right? But like realizing that like, I can't necessarily do that. Um, So that was like the next moment where I was like, okay, this is not going well right now or how I envisioned my life to be going in terms of money. And that was when I started adding immense pressure on myself and thinking about the fact that education was going to be that ticket for me in order for me to take my family out of these situations. And like, unfortunately, it only got worse in college with hospitalizations, homelessness, and like all these other traumatic experiences where I also was like, okay, like now is my time to actually do this. Like there's no going back. Um, And that just created so much pressure. And then fast forward to getting a job straight out of college and like not getting the salary that you thought you were going to get and then learning how to trying to learn how to manage your money, but not having any idea how to do that. And then finding yourself in similar situations, which is definitely one of the reasons that I was inspired to create Actualize. Yeah. I remember one of our coaching calls when we were talking about you starting your business, you said something so riveting, which is college and education, high school doesn't teach us people of color about money. And it sure as hell doesn't teach us not just how to navigate our money, 
but also how to heal from the immense traumas that are associated with money, like you losing the breadwinner in your family at such a young age and then having to eventually realize, oh, wow, like I have to step up and help my family. So when you are thinking about yourself as a woman of color and your money, how do you think mindset, trauma, how do you think all of that interplays into whether you ask for more money, whether you really utilize your money the right way? And what are some strategies to really, if you do know this is coming from some money trauma, what are some strategies to start healing around money? One of the most interesting parts that I found in my journey was that I thought that once I got the six figures and once I got the money, like that I wasn't going to have to worry about anything else and that I was going to be healed and that I didn't have to think about anything else. But the turning point for me was when I realized that like, wait, I'm still feeling financially anxious. I still feel like I am not doing okay or that I'm one financial decision from losing it all. So that's the first time that I saw like, okay, like your decisions and like your mindset is really connected to money. So that's when I decided that I wanted to learn more about behavioral finance and how that relates to my money actions now. And that's when I started learning about the relationship with money and implementing it in my own life. But yes, it does show up with you not believing that you deserve more money. So you're not going to ask for that raise or charge what you're worth in your entrepreneurship journey. Or you're just going to avoid talking about money altogether and just never check your bank account, right? Isn't that the worst feeling when you're just walking down the street and you're like, I need to check my bank account, but I don't want to. And then you don't do it until it feels like a little too late. And those are the actions that we're taking that we know we're taking, but we're not necessarily being active about it and trying to change it and like make sure that we're implementing the right strategies. So I always like to think of it like right now, most people are taking a passive approach to their money, but how do they take this active approach where they're not only thinking about the transactions that they're doing every day or the things that they're buying online, but taking a look at how they're feeling around their money as well. Yeah. And I know all too well those feelings of being scared to check your bank account and also of going to a dinner or, you know, hanging out with friends or going to Sephora and just praying that your card is going to work. Yeah. (laughs) Totally understand that. And I love how you said, I thought it would change when I became a six-figure earner. I thought the money or having more money was going to help the situation. But what you realized was it was the relationship to money that needed to change. That's beautiful. Now, I want to talk about your journey to becoming a six-figure earner because right now you quit your career to become an entrepreneur and to create, actualize, and the flourishing community that you are creating around money. But you had a nine-to-five. And when we started working together, I remember you came to me and you were burnt out. You were tired, you were exhausted, and you wanted to make more money. So tell me about the journey to starting career coaching. What were you feeling? What were you thinking? And what did you want to achieve out of coaching together? I remember just seeing your page on Instagram and being so inspired by you. 
a few months before I actually reached out and being like, okay, I need to work with Jasmine. But before that, I was at a place of, I was recovering from being very sick. I was burnt out. I always felt like I was doing the most at these jobs. So I had a career in finance and accounting. And if you would have asked me if I was going to have a career in finance and accounting when I was in college, I also would have said no, like I would have never seen that path for me. But I was able to get these opportunities where I got to learn so much about finance and accounting. And it was great for me, right? Because I got to learn so many things, but I never felt like I was quite good enough to be in those spaces because everyone had the finance degrees or um, went to like their business schools for graduate. And I was like, oh, do I even belong here? Or they had their CPAs. And I always felt like I was trying to overcompensate for the fact that I had a math degree and a lot of the things that I was taught at these jobs. I was taught through trainings or I was taught through me taking courses and going out of my way to learn these things. So I just did the most at every job that I've ever had and feeling like I had to do that in order to stand my ground and to know that like my job was safe, right? Because feeling that security was always so important to me. I had worked so hard to get these jobs to finally provide financial stability, right? Like being able to pay my rent and like have enough food and being able to go on vacation. So I didn't want anything to take that away from me. And then on top of doing my jobs, I found myself doing five to six side hustles where I was doing everything and anything for everyone, right? And I wasn't being compensated at the rate that I should have, but I wanted to do that because I was like about me finding my worth and making more money and really just trying to provide what I thought was impact at the time, but it was literally me just burning myself out. (laughs) And then I was just like, there has to be a better way of me getting a six-figure salary without feeling like I have to burn out and without feeling like I have to work somewhere where I don't feel like I want to work anymore or that I don't feel completely aligned with. And that's when I started to work with you and reach out to you about that. But it took a while for me to realize that, okay, I can go after something else and I can continue to learn and challenge myself. And I knew that at that point, I wanted to pivot and try um, like more of like data analytics and to try to learn that and continue to improve my skills. So it was like, okay, I need to learn how to not hustle my life away. And then I need to learn how to make more money. Absolutely. And I hear a little bit of a flavor of imposter syndrome with the concept of I need to prove myself. I need to prove myself through my work or I need to prove myself through burning myself out and showing that I can do the work. So there's definitely some flavors of imposter syndrome there. And I remember when we worked together, you were working. Wow, Cecilia, you were working so many hours. I was like, I'm a first, I'm a new business owner and I'm not even working that much. (laughs) I mean, you were putting in the time. And so it was really wonderful to watch you start to think about boundaries and think about what's most important to me and also to conquer your money. So you became a six-figure earner and you actually like blew my mind away because you started applying to jobs and you landed a job within one week after applying and you became a six-figure earner. What did that feel like to be able to accomplish those wins? And what other wins did you feel like you accomplished through setting boundaries and through finally putting yourself first? 
Yeah, I think listeners are probably like, why are they lying? <laughs> she did not get a six-figure job. No way. <laughs> this is the truth. I couldn't believe that was my life. And I remember you telling me, but you've been doing the work. <laughs> of course, this is your life. Like, what do you think? Like now go enjoy it and like take it in and continue to learn and like grow your career. And that's a path that you want to take. And that's exactly what happened in creating boundaries and having more money than I would have ever imagined because I was also side hustling. And I was like, whoa, this is <laughs> this is like different now, right? I was honestly able to take a step back and start living my life. Start really internalizing and thinking about what is important to me. And that was the first time in a while that I connected with friends, started to travel more, started to think about what's important to me, and started to think about just my life beyond my career, beyond my side hustles. And that was what felt like such a privilege because growing up in survivor mode and finally feeling like, wait, I'm not there anymore. Like I could thrive. I did that. That was life-changing, not only with those actions and the connections I was able to rebuild, but also telling my brain, like, you're good. Let's register this. Let's enjoy this. For me, like, best moments. Yeah, and you said something so powerful. And, you know, I have to say that this is something that I really realized for myself very recently was... You know, when you grow up a certain way, as we have grown up, as one of the people who has to be the strong one in the family, whatever that means, when you grow up in that way, you are used to being that and you are used to being in survivor mode and trying to figure out how to get not just yourself, but your whole family unit out of that. And when you are in survivor mode, you can't think about anything else. You are literally thinking about basic survival. So it sounds like what you were able to achieve through coaching was setting up boundaries, getting yourself to a six-figure salary, and actually freeing yourself from just having to be in survivor mode, which is brilliant and beautiful. And I'm so proud of you for that. Now... Oh, you deserve all the thanks for that because you killed it. I mean, literally, when you came to me and said I got the job and it was a week later, I was like, well, okay. <laughs> I remember like, thank you for being part of my story because you truly are. I was like, I couldn't believe it. It was pretty spectacular. But here's the thing. You worked that job for a while and we kept in touch. And then all of a sudden you reached out to me and you said, okay, I think I'm ready to do what I really want to do. And what you really want to do was become a quitter again, but not just quit a job and go to a new one. Quit a whole career and actually start, actualize your passion. So when you were in this job and you were free now, you didn't have to think about survival, you were making the money it sounds like there was still an inner voice in you that was saying like, this still isn't it. Tell me what that experience was like. What was it that got you to finally listen to that inner voice and really connect to your passion? What happened and what was going on where you said, no mas, I'm done. I'm going to do this. 
The first part was actually living my life and staying in tune with what was important to me and starting to question, is this the life that I really want or is this the life that I think others want from me or that I feel just proud to say because it's what I envisioned or thought was the right path to go. Like, oh yeah, Latina in STEM, coding, doing these fancy things. Like, like, right? Like that identity, like I was very attached to it. And then I had to ask myself, wait, but is this even me? And then I started to realize that like, hey, I don't think this is me. And it took me a while to really come to terms with that 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 wasn't my identity anymore. And I kept trying to hold on to this identity. And it was hard because when the universe is telling you that you're done, like that's it, you need to move on, it makes it really hard for you. Like I remember really struggling with just with the idea of I had to work this job or I had to just continue on this path and little things started to go wrong (laughs) at the job. And I'm like, wait, is this my sign? No, that's not my sign. And then something else will happen. I'm like, is this my sign? (laughs) No, that's not my sign. And so I was like, okay, I think this is my sign that I need to fully step into my purpose. And that was hard for me because you know how you hear some people like, yeah, I knew I was going to be an entrepreneur from day one. I was selling lemonade on the street. That wasn't me. Like I first started my first business when I was in college with two former mentors and it was an education equity company. Like we were doing like great things, like really giving back. And I started to grow that company mainly because I needed additional money on the side and I did really believe in the cost. But it was mostly because like, okay, like I don't have any time for this, but I really need extra money. So I'm going to go ahead and do it. So that was my first introduction to entrepreneurship. And then I started going to events and started to see like, oh, this can actually be a thing for me. And then once I realized that that's the path that I wanted to go to through a lot of reflection, I was like, I'm going to do this. And it was definitely something that I would have not imagined me doing now but I think I've been called to do it over the last few years for sure. I love that. There are a few things I'm hearing here. The first thing I'm hearing is once you were able to not live in survival mode and you were actually able to live, it's almost as if it opened up a part of your mind that allowed you to explore that question of, what is next? What do I really want? And is this truly the path that I want to walk? And I think that's so important for the listeners to hear is that when you get yourself out of survival mode, when you get yourself out of whatever is triggering you, whether it be not having enough money, or whether it be a toxic workplace, what ends up truly happening is that you allow your mind to explore possibility because you can't explore possibility if you're in scarcity, if you're being triggered and if you're in survival. So I think that's so important from your story is you have to get yourself out of survival mode in order to really even give yourself the opportunity to think about, do I want more? Yes. And another point to that is, do I deserve more? Because also dealing with that, right? Like, wait, 
do I deserve this life where I can just like wake up when I want to and go to the coffee shop in the middle of the day if I want to and go for a walk? Do I deserve this? Do I deserve abundance, right? And like really being able to internalize that and say like, yes, yes, I do, right? And coming to terms with that and not feeling guilty about it because you're no longer in that state or people around you may still be in that survivor mode and you feel like, wait, I made it to the other side. Am I a bad person because I did? Um, that's something that like we I've also questioned and like had to work through as well. Yeah, there's so much that changes about your identity when you actually step out of survival mode because survival mode is what you've been living in for, you know, decades of your life. And so your identity really does have to transform and change, which is so important for you to mention. I am a quitter and I want you to be one too. Join the Professional Quitters, my exclusive group coaching program and community for women of color job seekers who are ready to hand in their resignation letters, quit the careers, jobs, and companies that are not aligned with their goals and values and start making up to 50% more in their new paycheck. I want to teach you the foundations of quitting, and it starts with that new job. Get more info on the Professional Quitters group coaching program by clicking the link in the show notes. It's going to feel damn good when you finally quit. So let's get you there. I think also what I'm hearing from your story is you got tested by the universe. Like the universe was like, okay, girl, all right, all right, now we're ready to go. Come on. And it was actually even potentially mucking things up for you to get you to really listen to that internal voice. And was that internal voice screaming at you at some point? (laughs) It was screaming, it was kicking, it was crying. I was fighting this so much a few months leading up to this, that I think I've cried more than I've ever cried in my life. And that's emotional for me to say, right? Because I think it was hard to make that jump. And I know that it was hard, but sometimes we just stay in hard because we're afraid to take that leap. I could have stayed in that hard at the time because I was scared, because the universe kept saying like, no, no more. But I could have been like, nope, I'm not listening. And I would have, I could have stayed there till now for the rest of my life, just being like, this is it, because I'm scared of what the other side holds. And I'm so grateful that I did follow my gut and I followed my intuition just because now it's like things are just happening for me. And I'm like, wait, is this my life? Can I actually do this? I think I can. Can I provide impact? It's happening so much easier than I would have ever imagined. And I'm not discounting from the fact that like entrepreneurship is hard and all of that, but I would have never imagined of how much I've grown and progressed in a few months once I listened to my gut and was no longer afraid to just go for it. Yeah, that's so beautiful. It's it's almost kind of that, I always think about that, do it scared, you know, just like, 
even if you have those fears, just go for it because what's on the other side is your greatness and you have to keep moving towards it. But I know there were a lot of fears that came up for you when you were really thinking about quitting your whole career. What fears were coming up for you or even what fears are still there? I think in jumping into this entrepreneurship journey, my relationship with money and my healing had to go 2.0, right? Because the nine to five provided me with that safety net of, I'm going to get that direct deposit. And I have my side hustles. I'm good. Now it's more of like, well, you don't have that anymore. And that's definitely something that I had to come to terms with and know that I was going to be okay because I've set up the foundation and the financial foundation to be okay. So it was a lot of trusting and being like, I got this, but also like, look at the numbers. Like you've worked really hard for this and you can do this now. But being afraid that what if I made the wrong choice or what if I am giving away this safety net? That wasn't really a safety net, right? We already know that. But it really did feel that way. That was one of my um, biggest fears in jumping on this journey. And then another thing that I've been thinking about lately a lot is, am I going to just really go after it and give it my all, right? Because sometimes you can be afraid of greatness and providing impact and really living in your mission. Yeah. And I know we've had so many beautiful conversations about living in your mission and living in your purpose and your mission and your purpose through your business, 110% is helping people really have that financial literacy, gain that financial freedom. But I always said to you, I felt like your mission and your purpose was to heal your generational traumas, not just around money, but just in general, and to help other people heal theirs as well. And so I know you are stepping into your mission and your purpose so beautifully and so proud of you. Thank you. And of course, And also you mentioned something that I I also do really want to clue into because I think that the fears that you had around leaving what you thought was presumed to be safe, you even said that it wasn't really safe. It wasn't really the safe option, but you presumed it to be safe. And that's a lot of the reason why we stay in workplaces and we stay in careers and we stay in jobs is because we presume it to be safe when actually it is the thing that is consistently and constantly triggering us in either a negative way or even triggering us to tell us that there's more and to tell us that we should go for more. So it sounds like you really allowed yourself to lean into there is more and I want it. And if more is being at the coffee shop in the middle of the day, then I'm going to have it. Yes. So, so beautiful. And I would like to point out as well that I was able to envision this life for myself and just go for it as well because of the community that I've created, my relationship with you and other mentors, my own healing process through therapy. I would have never taken the leap 
if I didn't see others around me being brave and talking about it as well. That's why it's so important that we continue to talk about this so we don't stay in these places that are quote-unquote safe but necessarily don't fulfill us. Absolutely. And it's so powerful that you are creating that community and that space for people to really come and speak about their money and their money traumas and heal. And so I have one question for you. I love quitting and I love helping women quit. I love helping women find their next thing through being empowered enough to quit. And so let's say we have some listeners out there who are thinking, I should definitely be quitting this job. I should definitely be quitting this career. Maybe I should become an entrepreneur. Maybe I should look for my next thing. What advice would you give to someone who has that burning desire to quit and really follow their own passion? Just do it. <laughs> if you look at my resume, <laughs> you'll hey, be no. covered. Yeah. I've tried so many things. I've quit so many things. And the last, what has it been? I don't even I think it's been like five, six years. I had a business that didn't work out. I had four full-time jobs. <laughs> I had like 10 side hustles. I am now starting my business, but I would have never done this if I didn't have all those experiences. I'm so much better for them. I know what I want. I know what I'm going after because I quit and I did that. And I didn't care what anyone was saying, including sometimes the people that are closest to us that are asking like, what are you doing? Do you know what you're doing? And sometimes the answer was, I don't know what I'm doing, but at least I'm doing something, right? Because sometimes we don't do anything and that hurts us more than just like doing something and then having to quit again, which is like no problem if you have to. Yeah, I love it. I love your just do it mentality, like just go for it. And I heard this really interesting concept that when you don't follow your internal desires, and you kind of mentioned this earlier in the episode, the universe will start doing some wild <laughs> things wild yes. to make you follow them. So it sounds like you're saying do it because you're going to eventually have to anyway. It's going to get so hard. You're going to be like, wait, I should have listened. Absolutely. It certainly does. I definitely can understand that. And when you're in a toxic workplace or you're, you don't feel like you can even set boundaries at a job, like it does really start to get bad. Yeah, it really does. And so we need to listen to that internal voice. Absolutely. Cecilia, this was absolutely amazing, but we have to go back to Self-Care Sunday because this amazing community that you've created, you're going to actually be doing Self-Care Sundays monthly, bringing together people of color to talk about their money traumas, their money stories, healing their money stories, and giving really great concrete advice on how to move forward. And right now the community is completely free. Yes, it is. And it's being well received as we saw yesterday. Yeah, the next one is going to be March 12th, where we're going to combine the wellness and finance aspect. We're still waiting to hear back from everyone through the survey on what that topic is going to be. But the great thing about it is that 
we're going to look at money through that wellness perspective and that relationship, but we're also going to learn something, right? Like if you really want to learn about investing, we're going to have those workshops this year. If you really want to learn about how to manage your credit cards, we're going to have those. So like, it's going to be things that you can actually put into action afterwards as well. I love it. I'm going to be front and center, just like I was yesterday. <laughs> All in. I was like, get me a pen and a paper. <laughs> and I had some clients that were also, I was mentioning this to you before we even started the recording. I had some clients that were there and one client in particular sent me a message to say how powerful and impactful it was for her as a woman of color to feel seen by others who had the same journey that she did. So what you are creating is massive. It's it's amazing. It is so hard to talk about your money. And actually there was someone on the call who mentioned this that it's really hard to talk about your money your money struggles because you're so scared that other people are going to judge you. And you have created a space where nobody felt judged. It was it was really beautiful to watch. Thank you. It really makes my heart warm. And one of the things that I've also discussed with others is the fact that I am out here being vulnerable as well. Like you're not alone, right? And I really just lead with that where I'm going to share my struggles and I'm always going to emphasize the fact that I'm not perfect with my money. Like still things come up, right? But I'm more intentional now and everyone can be as well. I love that. And so what is next, Cecilia, for Actualize? Like what's coming down the pipe? I know we've got Self-Care Sunday. We're going to have the link to the next Self-Care Sunday in the show notes. I want everyone to sign up. I mean, this was just so powerful. So that's one thing. But what else is coming down the pipeline for Actualize and for Cecilia? And I know you are engaged, too. Oh, yes. Don't ask about the wedding because that's probably going to be like 2025. <laughs> but hey, we'll plan that. <laughs> take that one slow. <laughs> if my partner is listening to that, it's not that that's the, the last on my list, but it's kind of on the last on my list. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> That's real love, you're, right? You're there. growing a business here. Yeah. Yes, actually, yes. I'm gonna be focusing on building community. I'm gonna be focusing on just providing impact through doing workshops at colleges, high schools, um, and just like companies on financial wellness. I really want this to be the year where I really establish myself as someone who talks about financial wellness and is willing to bring people to talk about it with me as well. And then I'm also completing my certification at NYU to become a certified financial planner. So I'm really excited about that because only 24% of certified financial planners are women and less than 3% of all financial planners are Hispanic. So I'm definitely going to make sure that I am studying for my exam and that I'm going to be ready for that. I love that. How empowering. Cecilia, this was amazing to be able to be a small part of your amazing journey has really been one of the highlights of my business. And I just want to say thank you to you for trusting me to walk part of this journey with you. And I cannot freaking wait to see where you take Actualize. Because from what I saw yesterday and from what I know of you, this is going to be big. And everyone who's listening, y'all need to get 
on <laughs> the Cecilia train right now. <laughs> this is about to blow up. You are so kind. Thank you so much for being part of my story. Oh, it's my pleasure. And everyone, Cecilia is what I would call a professional quitter. You've heard from her story that she quit a job that wasn't giving her what she needed to set boundaries, to become a six-figure earner, and to be able to get herself and her family to financial security. She also quit her career to follow her passion of building Actualize and the community that will transform how people of color see their money and how they build their money, not just for themselves, but for their future generations. This is what happens when you embrace being a quitter and when you become a professional quitter. Cecilia, thank you so much for this amazing interview. And we are all going to be following you moving forward. All of Cecilia's info is going to be in the show notes, y'all. So please hit her up, follow her, become a part of the community. That's all for today's show. Now that you know what you know, it's your move. So girl, get out there and make it. And if you have suggestions for topics, you'd like me to talk about in the next episode, perhaps something that might help you get unstuck, then let me know by sending a DM on our Instagram page at her next career move. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe to the show to support our movement to flood the work world with dope women of color ready to take it over.